Well, hey there. I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters, and I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who's been covering beauty, style, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all of the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll find the foremost experts to unearth what's new, what works, and even what you shouldn't waste your money on. I'm on the hunt for the latest and greatest discoveries and strategies to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Beauty is a Bitch. My guest today is Dr. Nicole Hare. She's a well-known and award-winning board-certified dermatologist, speaker, and researcher. She's studied at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that's MIT, and received her medical degree from, the, from George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences. Dr. Hare discovered her love of research while working at a molecular biology lab. Her extensive work and research continued in laboratories at Merck Pharmaceuticals, where she mapped an important gene, INOS, and then at the National Institute of Health, where she worked on the Human Genome Project. She eventually founded her own practice, Cosmetic Dermatology Center in McLean, Virginia, which has consistently been awarded Best Dermatology Practice of Northern Virginia. Dr. Hare also did a pilot study that provided a clinical link between oxytocin, that's the love hormone, and the health and beauty of skin. This groundbreaking work caught the attention of the dermatology field and, is, and was featured in the lead article in the peer-reviewed Journal of Drugs and Dermatology in December of 2020. And she's recognized to be one of the, it was recognized to be one of the top stories in dermatology of 2021 by Dermatology Times. Her findings led her to the creation of her own clinical skincare brand called Cutosin, formulated with a patent-pending ingredient, Cutosin products mimic the effects of oxytocin of, in the skin, resulting in a healthy, younger-looking appearance. Hi there. Boy, did I stumble over that one. <laughs> no, How great. are you this morning, Dr. Hare? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being here. I found this so fascinating. And I want to get into this uh, more about oxytocin, but can you just tell us, I mean, I read your bio, but a little bit more about your background in skincare. Yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, I grew up in a family where beauty was kind of, a, a, you know, more in the forefront. My mom had been a model and came over here from Germany um, and was working as a translator, but worked at Barbizon and stuff like that. So I was exposed a little bit to that as, you know, as a kid. And then, um, you know, but I've always been, you know, my heart's been in science and I'm a researcher and I just love figuring stuff out. So the two kind of came together when I um, discovered that I could work in dermatology and work more on the cosmetic end of it. And it just fits really well for me. I love it. So, um, you know, even though I see patients all day long, my heart is still kind of in research and I do help out certain laser companies from time to time with some research. And then I had this epiphany one day about oxytocin and I decided to do a little research on my own. Okay. So I guess what, 
let's talk about the oxytocin. What led you to research the effect oxytocin has on the skin? And can you tell us what you found through your research? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I've been doing this a long time, uh, almost 20 solid years now, and I have a lot of very long-term patients. And so I get to know them really well. And when they come in, I, I can immediately see if they're, they're doing well or they're not doing well by the, the look of their skin. And it's not necessarily the smile or the expression on their face or what they're saying. You know, there's something about their skin. And um, it got me thinking, you know, because I've always been talking to them about hormones because we're women and, you know, hitting middle age and all that, it, it changes a lot of stuff. Um, you know, your estrogen levels, your progesterone and all of that. And it affects your ha- hair, nail, skins, skin, your attitude, everything. Right. And so at one point I was like, you know, this is something different. And it really struck me when I had women who all of a sudden found a love and they were just glowing, right? The love glow, right? We all, we talk about it, we know it, um, and we've seen it. And, but on the, on the opposite end of that, I've seen uh, quite a few women who were suddenly left in the lurch, you know, they didn't expect it. Something happened. The, the guy all of a sudden left them or unfortunately died or something like that. And, and their skin is just depleted. It's just, you know, doesn't look the same. And, um, and it struck me, this is the love hormone. This is oxytocin. This is involved in this. And so I started digging into it because I thought this is really interesting and no one's been talking about this. Um, And so when I started poking around in the medical literature, I found that there has been some bench research showing that oxytocin is actually produced in the skin. Um, So it's produced when the skin is caressed, touched. The skin produces oxytocin. I was, and I was a derm, you know, I am a dermatologist and I was blown away by this. I, I didn't realize this. This is not something we really talk about. This is newer information. Well, it's also bound in the skin. And when it binds in the skin, it turns off this destructive pathway that's kind of more on than off, right? And so when it turns off that pathway, it's really protecting the skin. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. I have to figure this one out, right? I have to look into this wow. more. Wow. Now I got, yeah. the, got the wheels turning. So um, so I looked into it and the way that we had to measure oxytocin was by collecting urine for 24 hours. And I found a standardized scoring system for how well the skin looks. And I decided to use that. And it was a great system because if someone um, scored a 40 and they were 40, they were on par. And if they scored a 30 and they were 40, they look really good. And vice versa, if they score 50 and they're 40, they look older. Um, So it was a great system to use. And I got some volunteers and we looked at a snapshot in time. What's their oxytocin level? And, um, you know, how good do they look for their age? And it turned out that there was basically a linear correlation of how well they looked with their oxytocin level in spite 
of sun exposure. Um, so one of the women in my study had a um, very high oxytocin level and looked great for her age. But when I had questioned her, she actually had a lot of sun exposure in her lifetime compared to some of the other women. So it seemed to have had a protective effect. Now, I don't want people to think that all they, they can go out and get some hugs and not wear sunblock. <laughs> you need your sunblock. Thanks for clarifying but, that. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, so it just, it was really fascinating. And um, so that's what I uh, submitted to that peer reviewed journal that you were talking about before journal in drugs and dermatology. And um, it wound up to be the feature or the lead article there. And, and it caught the attention of the dermatology world. Um, and it's, it's just been exciting uh, to see where it's going. Explain oxytocin and the ways to increase your oxytocin levels. I mean, do we have to be in love to increase oxytocin? You don't, but it helps. I got to tell you, I've been married a long time. I think that my levels have leveled off. (laughs) (laughs) See, and now that's actually something that I've been thinking of with this whole thing, right? We get older, we get busier. And, you know, we can be in a long, stable, loving relationship, but life kind of gets in the way and we need to remember to take time out and get a nice hug every day, you know, or just take some time to, to really be with one another and, and, um, have, you know, one-on-one interaction instead of just always, you know, running by and running to the next thing that we have to take care of with work, the kids and all of that. and and our devices. So that's kind of been my, my theme lately is we need to interact as humans. And in fact, when I looked at all of this, you know, you said, well, how can I increase my oxytocin levels? So massage, hugs, um, obviously we know that oxytocin is involved in intercourse. It's involved in birthing, nursing, but it goes way beyond that. And when I looked into it thinking, wow, why would the body have what almost seems to be like a cosmetic system in it, right? It's why is the body taking energy and protecting your skin so you look good and you look young, right? So I dug deeper and it turns out there's preliminary research in every system in the body showing a positive effect of oxytocin. So it protects your lungs. It helps with your cardiovascular system, your digestive tract, your neurologic, everything. Um, and this research is ongoing. And I think that as the years go by, we're going to realize how important oxytocin really is. So then when I was thinking about this and writing up my paper, I was thinking, well, wow, this is interesting. So oxytocin is doing a lot more than we ever really recognized it to do. Um, Why is this? It's not just for how you look, your beauty or your youthfulness, right? It's actually your health. Your your health is exactly. So then I realized this is a system itself in the body. This is a social system ingrained in our body. This is biologic proof that we're supposed to be social with one another, right? And when you think about it, right, the people who are social and interacting with one another, 
their oxytocin goes up. They're more vibrant. They're more youthful. They're healthier. Maybe they live longer. I don't know. But, you know, they are around and can affect then the others around them. And they kind of, you know, people who are more vibrant have something to them. They attract more attention. It's kind of a positive feedback loop, this social interaction, right? And so if you think when man was evolving, and let's say we were living in caves and, and things like that, you know, who is going to survive? It's those who are social. The people who are off on their own, they're not going to do as well. So it seems to be this system that has evolved in our bodies, proving we need to interact with one another. We need to be social. We need to be good to each other. We need to, you know, be human, right? So, um, so I found it really fascinating. Um, I believe this is a system in our body. We need to pay attention to it. And if you think back to the time when uh, the pandemic was in full swing and people were cut off from one another, or you couldn't see their face because they're hidden behind a mask, or you couldn't hug your friend, how horrible did that feel, right? Because it's ingrained in us. That's not normal. We need my skin. My skin looked the worst it ever did during the pandemic. Most I and I I never put together that it was I was probably what was going on internally, like that flight or fight, being scared, not knowing what was happening, Um, and not to mention a horrible diet during the beginning. (laughs) 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 Was drinking a lot of wine and baking a lot of banana bread. Thank God I've cut both of the, well, cut the wine way down and stopped the banana bread. But yeah, I can see that. I, you know, and people, I think, looked horrible because they felt horrible. Right. And, you know, I've said this before. I don't have a study proving that seeing a smiling face increases your oxytocin, but I would bet money that it does because, you know, think about it when you see someone and you can't see the smile on their face. It's just not the same. There's something missing, right? It's ingrained in us. We really do need each other. Yeah. Interesting. So how do we flip that oxytocin switch then? Like you're saying, be around people, be social. Um, uh, Obviously, if you're in love with a partner that's good for your skin. I mean, what else can we do to flip that switch? Right. So even there are even studies showing that dogs can increase your oxytocin. Um, so they, they kind of sense their own oxytocin and they'll snuggle right up to you. You know, if you have a dog, you'll know what I'm talking about. They just kind of go in for the snuggle <laughs> and that boosts their oxytocin and it also boosts yours. So um, there are lots of ways. Um, in fact, there's a study showing if you like to sing and you sing, your oxytocin goes up. So I think that as this comes to the forefront, we'll learn more and more about it and realize that doing you know positive, enjoyable things and interacting is going to boost it as a general rule of thumb. It's not just you know intercourse and, and these kinds of things that boost right. it. Um, but just good, positive social interaction. And probably having like a positive mental attitude, an outlook on life. I know just seems people are just so angry right now. Um, uh, I find myself trying to go the other way, you know, (laughs) 
because there's just so yeah. much negativity coming at us. Uh, so, and I do have a dog and I have to admit when I'm having like a bad moment, I just look at her and I just, I melt, you know, I just get snuggles and it, it's been fabulous. So you're saying be around people, be around your dog or get a dog, <laughs> uh, whatever, uh, sing, sing in your car, sing out loud, dance around your kitchen, whatever it takes, right? Just yes. be happy. Yes. Right. Yes. We need to, we need to make these things a priority. Um, and so, you know, as I was saying before, you know, our modern lives are so crazy and hectic and, um, you know, we have to take that time. We have to recognize that, you know, remember we're human and we need to take time out to take care of the human aspect of ourselves. So, you know, since I discovered these things, um, and, you know, wrote up my paper, like I'll, I'll joke with my husband. I'll be like, I need some oxytocin and I'll just go and get like this big hug, you know, uh-huh. and, it, and, and you feel better, you know, you get a nice long hug and you just feel better. And, and, you know, the, all the stress of the day just seems to kind of melt away. What about like getting a massage? <laughs> definitely. I'm just yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely, makes always me happy. Yeah. And it, you know, again, massaging the skin will increase your oxytocin levels. So that's a perfect way to go boost your oxytocin. Okay. So now you've developed your own line called Qtocin. And how did you discover the patent pending shepherd's purse? Can you explain what that is and how you integrated it into your skincare line? Yes. So, um, so this is where, you know, obviously my worlds collided, my research and my beauty industry, cosmetic dermatology practice. Um, and I thought, well, okay, so if this is so good for us and no one has been really using this in skincare, can we use this in skincare? Is there a way to mimic this effect in skincare? And, um, I found shepherd's purse, which has been used for centuries in midwifery. So it does have an oxytocin-like effect, but no one has used it in this manner before. So no what, one what is has that? Used... I'm sorry. What is shepherd's it's purse? It's a botanical. Is... It's a natural botanical. And um, so I used the extract and, um, you know, partnered up with a, a fantastic chemist and we were able to formulate uh, Qtocin. And I have to say, I thought it would work, but it's better than I ever thought. It, I mean, it's been phenomenal. Um, on my website, we have before and afters, and you can see how well it looks, how well it works. Um, it's like the missing ingredient that we needed. You know, we have our antioxidants and our retinols and all of these wonderful things and hyaluronic acid and all of that. But when you put this in and you start to um, decrease the SASP, that system I was talking about, that um, inflammatory destructive system, and you start to shut that down, you know, with a oxytocin-like effect, um, you know, it, it just seems to work so well. Um, people get really hooked. Uh, and I've been selling skincare in my office for almost 20 years. And, you know, during pandemic and all, we had some, um, uh, supply issues and we ran out a couple of times. And when I told people, well, you know, you have to wait, we, we ran out, it should be a couple of weeks. 
they would panic. I've never had people panic before if I had run out of something. And then when it came in, they would literally buy three at a time to make sure they didn't run out again. Um, it's been a huge hit in my office. And so I'm excited to, you know, put it online now and let people try it for themselves. And what does the line consist of? Like what, how, what products? We started with the cream, which is a workhorse, and it has your antioxidants and retinol and um, obviously the patent pending shepherd's purse. And that's your nighttime um, product. And then, um, you know, it's strong and uh, it works fantastically. But I also wanted something for if someone has sensitive skin and they can't use a retinol, even though the retinol formulation that I use is um, very gentle and very well tolerated, you know, being a dermatologist, I'm aware or hyper aware of um, some people are just super sensitive. Um, So we came out with the serum, which does not have a retinol. And so people can use the serum in the day and the cream at night, or if someone's really sensitive, they can just stick with the serum. And then we came out with um, our weekly rendezvous pads. So you use them once a week, it's an exfoliating pad, and you will just wipe it on like a medicated pad, leave it for about 10 minutes, rinse it off. It's a very gentle formulation, very effective. Your skin is super smooth after, and then everything else penetrates better. And um, so those are our three products. Currently, we're going to launch a sunblock very soon because, of course, sunblock is super important to dermatologists. Yeah. So um, that's been very exciting. So with this, so you said like you're going to a sunscreen. So you that's going to have the uh, shepherd's purse in that, too. Yes. So that like you can. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every product in the line will have Shepherd's Purse in it to have our oxytocin-like effect. And um, so that will be our, you know, our hero ingredient, if you will. Right. And so if do you use the, I mean, I know, I, I know you're a dermatologist, so you're going to say, obviously, to wear sunscreen all the time, which I do, which I do. And I tell everybody, wear sunscreen. It's like the cheapest anti-aging tip I can give you. Um, so do you use this then with, during the day, like with the serum? Is that what you're, so you put the serum on and then you'd put the sunscreen? Correct. Yes. And you're right. That is one of the best things to do for your skin, especially the teenagers. They, they feel like they have to do all these crazy things and they see it online and blah, blah, blah. And they need a mask and they need this and they need that. And they really don't, some of these kids, they just need to put on sunblock and they're going to be way ahead of the game. Yeah. Well, I'm amazed when I see children today and I say children, meaning like, you know, younger, way younger than me, use sunscreen. Like they, they know they just put it on. I mean, I used to fight my mom when I was younger, (laughs) so yeah, and I'm paying for it now. Right. I think um, the percentage uh, of people using sunblock is is much improved, but unfortunately, I still see uh, teens in my office who come in and like to tan. So, really, <laughs> it always, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. That might be like I wonder if that's a geographical thing because, like, up, I'm in New York and I 
I don't know anybody that tans anymore or the kids, even, you know, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I know a few people. Some people just can't yeah. give it up. I did. It yeah. took, but I was hard. It was hard. I was definitely a tanorexic for sure. <laughs> now, now I've gone the other way, but, um, okay. So what, what has the journey, I think you kind of touched on this been for like for building this brand and, um, you said, I, well, what else is next for the brand? You, you said a sunscreen. Is there anything else? Yeah, I do have some other, I know I have some other ideas about, um, eye cream and maybe something for body. Um, so I think, you know, again, it's just part of doing this really has been so exciting is, is seeing the patient's responses and, and not just to, the product itself, but to the story, right? They, they really connect women who I tell the story to, you know, well, this is, this is why I went down this path. This is how it works. And I'll, I've literally had people jumping out of the chair in my office. So excited, you know, because it's, it's almost like I'm voicing this secret that they always kind of knew, but no one ever really admitted and, or had proof that it's true. And they get very excited about it. And so, and then they try the product and they love it and their skin just transforms. And um, so it's been just really a joy for me that, um, that my, you know, my wheels turning turned into this, you know, Um, for me, it's just been a pleasure. So do you find, are some of your clients like putting the serum on their bodies? I mean, are they doing weird things like that are giving you ideas like, oh, we need, we need to have a body cream because people want to use this. We need an eye cream because they're putting it on their eyes. Like what, what are you finding? Yes, um, they do. Uh, some of them put it on, uh, very frequently. <laughs> right, right. Some of them are, I mean, neck and decollete is a big one that they're always doing. Some of them are using on hands and, and, um, you know, it, it's been joked around that I need like something to just put in the tub so they can just all soak <laughs> it. Get it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so. so in essence, you found a way to bottle love basically. Yes. This is love for your skin. Okay. That's a love potion, literally. So, um, <laughs> I, I like that though. Um, what skincare concerns are you seeing most from your patients? Like what services are they asking for the most? And of course I care more on an anti-aging, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say, um, right now, given the season, you know, body contouring gets really popular. Um, people are getting ready for the warmer weather in the summer, um, all year long would be, fillers and toxins, um, which I do a ton of in my office. And, um, so those are, are always a hit and the, um, really the radio frequency tightening devices have come a long way. Um, so I have the pleasure of, of having one of the first Exions and we've been playing around with that for a while and it's fantastic. Um, and I've had other tightening devices in the office. And, um, this one definitely beats them. Um, you know, people will come in and they'll want to tighten because you can't do your whole face at once. So they'll do maybe a couple of zones on the face and then they'll continue and do the rest of their face. They'll do the neck. Um, 
it it's definitely a winner. Um, so those are pretty much what people are coming in for. What about what are some other like trends that you're seeing as far as in your office? Um, you know, the trend overall has been um, towards uh, less downtime, right? Um, so when I first started, downtime was kind of a given and um, acceptable. And now downtime seems to be almost an unacceptable thing. So again, all of these trends with the devices and all have been towards, um, you know, having no downtime. For, so like I was just talking about the tightening. So you can come in and have a tightening device done and you really have no downtime. No one knows that you're coming in for something, but you do have to come more frequently. So that's that's kind of been, you know, the classic thing. Um, payoff. That's that's the trade-off yeah. right there. Okay. Yeah, that's the trade-off. I mean, other things, again, injectables have been really hot. Um, one of the things that's been trending for several years now has been like a lip flip with um, toxin on the lips. That's been pretty uh, popular. It's nice if you don't want a, a bigger plump look, then you can just have you know, it just rolls the lip out just a little bit. So it just looks, has a little bit more uh, height to it. That works very well. And injectables have changed how we do them over the years. Um, And that's been for a while now that we, we inject them off label, obviously all the time and just going, yeah, into. Explain what off label is. I know what it is, but what does off label mean? Just for my listeners. So when something is FDA approved, um, a study needs to be done. And um, so for instance, when Botox was first uh, approved, it was for the 11s, right? The glabella or what they call the 11s. And that was the first toxin to get that approval. And that was on label because that's what the FDA saw the study for. And that's what they approved. Off-label um, is anything used beyond that. So when we would treat crow's feet, it was off-label. Now, doctors are allowed to practice off-label, but we're not allowed to really advertise off-label. So then at some point, they decided it was worth the money to do the, the uh, FDA approval for crow's feet. So that is now an on-label indication. Um, so that's, you know, the difference between off-label and on-label. Now, a lot of the fillers, they have certain on-label indications, but we use them off-label all the time. Um, and it's really not a problem in the hands of someone who's skilled. Right. I think we need to bring that up because I do tell women, I, I personally think that you should go to a doctor to have anything injected. And when you go to these spas, um, you know, for injections, it just makes me a little nervous because a doctor can do things off label. It makes me nervous when it's somebody that's not a doctor. Um, well, agreed. And, um, you know, these are medical procedures. So, you know, it's not, you shouldn't have a party and have someone come in and inject stuff. And um, you really need to know what is going into your body. Um, you need to go to someone reputable. Uh, years ago in the area where I practiced, there was someone importing toxin and the um, government found out 
and had to send letters to the patients saying that they've been a victim of a crime, that they've been injected with something that they, they're not entirely certain what it was. And uh, I actually have some patients from that who used to go to that other doctor and they came to me and they're like terrified saying, I don't know what was put in my face. I got this letter from the government and, um, you know, I don't know what to do. And unfortunately, I didn't know either because I don't know what they put in there. I don't there. know what's in it. Right, right. No. So I said, you know, I just said, well, um, you know, I'll monitor you and we'll see. And in the end, you know, the, the couple of patients who I got from that were fine. And they've been coming to me for many years now because they know I use the real stuff. And, um, you know, that's, it's very important. There's, there are a lot of, um, um, it, fake, fake fillers and fake toxins out there. They water and, down. Sometimes they water stuff down with God knows what. I know that. Um, they do. Scary. And unfortunately, you know, even at cost, these are expensive products. And so if you're not paying, um, you know, a significant amount of money for these, then you know what? You're not getting real product or enough of the product, right? Or it's watered down because, watered down, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, because that's just the basic economics of of the the industry. You know, I mean, uh, a little tiny bottle of toxin costs a lot of money. So well, if you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was given this tip a long time ago, and I, I want sh- to ask when you go somewhere to get injected for them to bring the, everything into the room so you can see what's going, like the box, you know, the brand name box. If they're coming in with like a pre-filled um, syringe, you know, that can be a little, like I get nervous if I see that. Yeah, and that's a great tip. And I always have the bottle in the exam room. And when we do fillers, my staff, I will tell them, okay, I want, you know, I want a refine, a define, a lift, whatever it is. And they bring the boxes in the room and everything's opened in front of the patient. Um, Now I have seen in lectures, they warn us, you know, always make sure you know where you're buying from because some of the knockoffs look very, very close to the real stuff. Now, I always only buy directly from the manufacturer, so I know everything's fine. But I do know some people, you know, are trying to cut corners and, you know, because, again, this, unfortunately, it's expensive at cost. So, Right. And you get what you pay for, as that's number one rule in life. Also, I'm very hesitant of, as you said, like Botox parties and um Groupon deals to spas. I mean, I know some doctors do them, so I don't want to say they're all bad, but just be careful and ask to see the box that they bring the box in that, you know, and if you don't see it, don't get injected. That's I would leave (laughs) personally. Yeah, well, it's better to be safe than sorry, right? You need to know what's going in your body. And um, I just will never forget when those patients came in and they were terrified and they had gotten this letter saying, you know, you've been a victim of a crime and they don't know what's been injected into them. I would. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But, you know, I'm sure it's, yeah, sure. It's going to, we're going to see it happening more and more. So, you know, that's unfortunate. So just, I'm just saying everyone be careful, um, you know, where you're getting 
your fillers and your Botox and any injectables. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up? Um, not really. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I'm always looking for the latest and greatest things. So, um, you know, my mind's always turning for research. I'm sure I'll be looking down another path at some point. But for now, I guess I just want everybody to think about their oxytocin social exchange system that they have and make sure that they're um, paying attention to that because I think that it's going to make them healthier and happier in life. And, um, you know, even when you don't have a loved one in, um, in your life at that time, there are other ways to pay attention to that, you know, interact with your friends, get a dog, do things that are enjoyable, get a massage. And just make sure you're taking care of yourself. And um, I think that maybe overall people will calm down and get along a little bit better when we're all a little happier. From your mouth to God's ears. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, This has been amazing um, that you can love, basically bottle love. So that's amazing. Um, thank you yes. so much. Ketosin is love for your skin. And I'm so happy to, to bring it here. And uh, thank you for the opportunity. I will leave a link in the show notes, people where people can find Ketosin. And uh, thank you so much for being here. This has been great. Uh, so if you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. I have a new pro-aging podcast bi-weekly, so please contact Lauren at fountainof30.com for sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, be social, bathe in that love, and take care until next time. Bye-bye.